0: Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Alrighty, this is my second time recording a podcast. (laughs) This day has been insane. We woke up to a clogged sink. We're trying to get that fixed. Thank God our neighbor is a plumber. So maybe he'll be here a little bit later to help us. Later on today, we've got our in-laws, my in-laws coming in, my brothers, my brothers, my husband's brother's family, uh, him, his wife, and his two kids. They're going to go to a wedding downtown Chicago and we'll be watching the kids. And it's just a little bit insane. And I thought for sure, okay, let me get the podcast done and I'll get on with my stuff and God had to just throw in a little glitch or it was Satan. I'm not sure, but I'm not letting my peace get rocked. I was looking at my podcast, watching it spin, you know, the circle of death. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it on your phone or on your computer when you're trying to save things and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose it. And that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, hmm, very interesting. And then it disappeared. It disappeared. And so here I am, recording again, but I'm not upset about it. I could be, but I refuse to allow anything rock my peace. Now, I don't have the gift of hospitality, the charism of hospitality. I'm pretty sure every one of us know, and maybe it's even you, who has a friend or knows someone who whenever they have a party, it's to the nines. There's like themes and decorations and incredible food and appetizers where, honestly, your mind just gets blown. Like, oh my gosh, how did you do all of this? Honestly, it's my neighbor. She lives two houses down and she is exactly that person. I don't have that charism. I actually took one of those St. Catherine of Siena charism tests, went through the whole course actually, but I think hospitality was like a one, maybe a two (laughs) out of 12 on my list. It's clearly not something that I have been born with. So when I'm making a menu or when I'm hosting a bunch of people, you know, I kind of, I don't freak out, but it's not always super enjoyable. So what am I doing to fight that? I refuse to allow the tasks that are blessings become curses. I refuse to whine and moan and groan about all the things I need to do to get this house ready, to get the food ready, to entertain the kids. And make it a burden. Because in the end, it's really a blessing. And let me explain. Before two or three years, it was three years ago, his mother was sick. My husband's mother was sick. And we all went down. She was actually in hospice. She was dying. Let's just be, let's just cut to that chase. And our kids came down and his brother and wife and his two kids were there and we spent quite a few days together. And oddly enough, because of the distance between us and their and them, like a 15 hour drive, we just don't see each other that much. And it's not a family that's very tight knit. So oddly enough, our children met their children for the first time during this. You might be like, how is that even possible?" That's just how this family dynamic works. Or worked, duh. And I mean past tense. Worked. Because now we're visiting each other more often. We're spending time together. We all traveled out to Nebraska. Even the two young ones. And my kids. So we all know each other. We're all building this beautiful family bond. That's the real blessing. So all of the other things, even if I burn the steaks and overcook the baked potatoes and make the asparagus mush, it doesn't matter. It's time with people and being kind and patient and loving and enjoying the family. So that is is what I constantly go back to where I'm like, Lord, I'm just grateful that we have this relationship and that this family is growing closer together. So if you've got something going on or maybe you've got a charism that is not on the top of your list, you all know my another one of mine is administration. So don't ask me to like plan events or take trips. I'm just not that detailed person. It's just not in me. But I do have to do those things. And I do have to help myself and ask for God's assistance and really practice and work on it. So whatever you've got going on that may or may not be the most fun thing for you to do, don't curse it because somewhere in it is a blessing. If you're making dinner and you don't want to make dinner because it's your 200,000th dinner and you're just like, oh, I hate this, you are now cursing a blessing because you have food. You have plates and forks and knives and all of these utensils and stuff to cook. And that is a blessing. Same thing if you're a man. Let's think of a man thing, you know, mowing lawn or raking leaves for the 200,000th time. At least you have a home with a lawn, with trees that are giving you oxygen and beauty and protecting your home from heat like the sun, maybe even some snow. I mean, in the end, we've got to open our eyes to the blessings that we have in our life. And there are so many, but we curse them because we look at them as menial tasks. Hang on, I've got some bird out this window. Driving me crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you heard it, but I did. All right. So today, let's look at our menial tasks as awesome things, as huge blessings. I was just texting with my neighbor whose son is the plumber who's going to help us on our kitchen. She was like, yeah, work is really slow for him. He just ended up moving back in because the rent was raised again. So when we look at life, there's a lot of people out there who are struggling and you might be one of those people. So whatever it is that we have and we still have in our possession, if it's something that we need to live, like a job and money and food and, you know, water and all of that kind of stuff, electric, a home to survive, we should really be constantly thanking God. Because when I think of those people who don't have what I have, who aren't blessed with what we've been blessed with it kind of slaps me upside my own face. And I say all the time, we should not be comparing ourselves to other people, not in a spiritual way or even in a, hey, keeping up with the Joneses kind of way. But sometimes it's helpful to remember that people don't have homes. They don't have food or they don't have running water attached to their faucets. Sometimes it's real helpful to even think of those people who are suffering today, not in third world countries, right in our own neighborhoods. So can we make today all about not cursing our blessings? And it is the memorial of the archangels. And I want to read something really quick for you all, because I don't know how often we think about angels. I myself am not so good at it. First, the quote of the day from St. John Vianney. When you awake in the night, transport yourself quickly in spirit before the tabernacle, saying, Behold, my God, I come to adore you, to praise, thank, and love you, and to keep you company with all the angels. So when you awake in the middle of the night, instead of going on your to-do list or your worry wart list or, you know, thinking about the argument that you gotten with your spouse last night or that phone call from your kid, or you get up and you start worrying about your kids, do this instead. Immediately transport yourself to that tabernacle in your mind. Go there. Love and worship and praise him with the angels. There used to be it's still out, actually, someone just forwarded it to me recently. I was like, oh yeah, I saw that a couple of years ago. Lifting the veil. And it's a beautiful, I don't know, six, seven-minute video about the mass and how the angels are next to us. And I, you know, we can't see the spiritual realm, but if we could, and we might be a little fearful because of all the fighting that's going on between the evil and the good, but we would see that we're surrounded especially with our guardian angel, which, by the way, we must go to every single day and ask our guardian angel to guide us and lead us because, just like God, he won't force himself on us. And I'm saying he, I know they don't really have a sex. All right, one more meditation from St. Gonzaga on meditations on the holy angels. That's his book. Quote, With regard to the nobility of the angels, we need only consider that they possess a privileged place amongst all the creations of God. For they are of a purely spiritual substance and of an immortal nature, immune from sufferings, disease, aging, and death, to which corporal beings are all subject. Their intelligence is such that they are free from all errors and ignorance with respect to knowledge of created things. In addition to this perfectly illuminated light of intelligence, the angels possess a will which is completely and utterly constant, such that it may not be overcome or made to waver by any adversity. Ooh, angels. They do not make errors. They will not go against God. That decision's been made. Once the third of the angels wiped out of heaven, those evil ones are never going back. Their decision is made. They cannot repent. And the good angels, they are going to be perfect. So let's not forget to call on our own guardian angel every single day, to guide us and to lead us and to give us messages from God, because that's basically their role, the messengers for us. Even though I know all the archangels have a specific something, we're not going to go on to that since I'm already 13 minutes into this. Let's get back to our day. Our day where we look at everything as a blessing and not curse it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit into our hearts. Change our hearts from that stone to a heart of flesh, so that we can see everything that is in our day as a true blessing, a gift from you, not a curse, not something that we have to do, not a box to check. We here in Mass, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. It is truly right and just. It's our duty and it's our salvation. But do we do it always and everywhere? No, we don't. So we ask for you to come into our heart, Mary, take our left hand, Holy Spirit, take our right, transform us into who you have called us to be. In your name, Jesus. Whoa. I'm sorry, Lord, I forgot to pray to our guardian angel. Guardian angel, please guide us, please lead us, please protect us, please be very clear with all of your messages and all of you holy angels and saints who are around us fighting the battle, keeping us safe. We love you, we thank you, we bless you. In your name, Jesus, we pray, amen, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Isn't that funny? I typically pray to the guardian angel every day, but all of a sudden on this particular one, I forget. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, everyone, I got to get rolling. I am going to be engaged in these next days. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. But I'm going to look at God and say, everything is a blessing. I love you all. Find something more with God today. Soul, mind, and body. Have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget Saturday morning coffee with Kendra on YouTube. I'm discussing discernment of spirits, rule eight and rule nine. And from there, have a blessed and inspired day.